We should go. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry. Check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 no. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on The bear. It fucking did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear? It was far. Hey, that's inappropriate. You're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course they can. Seems like the thing that stays with the man forever. Apex Predator. High on cocaine. Out of its mind. Oh! Oh man, you fucked. What the fuck is wrong with that bear? Shoot it, guys! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Fresh Cuts. This is Mike. Joining me, as always, it's Mr. Venom. What's up, Venom? How are you? Greetings and salutations, drugged-up forest animals. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm doing well, but I am doing a lot better than I have been the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm starting that. I feel like a normal human being again. I'm still, I'm, I'm probably like 70, 75% right now. Just because this one, th this particular bout of COVID kicked my ass way more than the first time I got it for some reason. So, uh, you know, starting to feel normal. Did they uh, identify like any specific strain you got or are you not sure? No, nah, no. Nah, I just took one of those standard home tests, you oh, know, with the, the, the little plus tests, or minus. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I, uh, I... I, uh, let's see, I tested positive maybe like three days before my wife did. My wife did end up getting it, um, and she's still obviously recovering herself, though she is back at work. We both tested negative um, by the middle of this past week. We both tested negative, so even though neither one of us is really 100%, we, we both kind of missed a lot of work, so we just went back. <laughs> I work from home anyway, so it's not that big a deal. I can kind of vegetate at my desk, and as long as I'm half awake, I can do my job. <laughs> yeah I, i'm still kind of like worried about like what a second time getting it would be like because to be honest i think i got lucky when we got it like at the beginning of last year and i don't know if it was just a luck of a draw of the strain that i got but it was like kind of 48 hours of feeling fatigued and then i kind of like recovered quick but i'm like the odds oh. are that won't happen a second time so yeah, oh, I wish. Like, <laughs> hoping not to get it again. But uh, anyways, I'll, I'll move it along. Uh, also joining us as always, it's Don and Ellie. What's up, Don? Hey, what's going on? Always great to be here. <laughs> All right. So uh, if the intro didn't kind of tip you off, um, we, we kind of uh, uh, unintentionally took last week off. Um, obviously, you know, Venom kind of just explained he got COVID. So... There was a couple close calls, like we almost recorded a late episode uh, last week, but just, you know, after the three of us kind of talked, it just made sense to not push it and uh, let Venom get some proper recovery. As you can tell, he's not even 100% today, but luckily he felt okay to record. So um, I only bring that up because now that we actually have a decent amount of subscribers on YouTube, I'm not 
quite sure if people are actually checking there weekly to see if stuff comes in. But if uh, you noticed we didn't have an episode last week, that's why. So we will get into this one now. We covered Cocaine Bear. Shouldn't be that much of a surprise since it was a theatrical release. And uh, I will get right into the synopsis. An oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. Folks, that synopsis pretty much sums up, like, the happenings in the movie. Obviously, you know, with the story, there's more details and and how everything connects but we're going to kind of do this episode a little different we're not going to break out the general thoughts and spoiler section um most people i think still watch trailers so if you've seen the trailer you pretty much know the setup really well um uh, yeah with that said yeah we'll go ahead and get into it so um we're going to kind of play the episode out how it goes. Like I said, general thoughts, there might be spoilers in it. So if uh, you don't want spoilers, I would say don't even listen to any of the episode uh, until you've seen it. So with that, I'll kick it to Venom. Cocaine Bear thoughts. Uh, I thought it was pretty decent. I thought I had a pretty good time with this one. Um, ultimately, expectations are going to be low. You're going into a movie called Cocaine Bear. Uh, if you've seen the trailer, it's exactly as you would expect it to be. A random wild bear gets a hold of some cocaine. He ends up ingesting the cocaine and hilarity ensues after that. And it's just a matter of if uh, some of the, if the comedy works for you, if the little bit of gore that we get in the film works for you. And overall, for me, I think everything worked. It, it, was, it, it wasn't necessarily a side-splitting good time, you know, like I wasn't rolling in the aisles laughing at these jokes, but I chuckled a lot throughout. I thought the, uh, obviously the situation is so absurd, but what else can you do but laugh? Um, you know, there, there, there are going to be one or two people in the movie that maybe you'd rather not see dispatched by the bear, but for the most part, it's, it's pretty much just set piece after set piece of guilt, guilty pleasure kill, all these different, you know, sh drug dealers and gang members and just random, you know, folks throughout this uh, forest and their interactions with this bear who's obviously on cocaine. Um, there's some mild surprises here and there. Nothing major, like I said, since we're pretty much opening this discussion up to spoilers right away. Um, I, I thought that the involvement of the Cubs was kind of interesting um, for some reason, I would have just assumed that cocaine would kill a cub <laughs> if, it, if it got its hands on it. But the fact that the cubs actually were almost like a cocaine bear light in the sense that they weren't nearly as aggressive. They were a lot cuter while they were on the drug. But when mama was around, obviously we did, uh, you know, uh, they kind of followed suit with whatever mom was doing. So which kind of led to the very last scene of the film. Um, but overall, I had a pretty fun time with it. Like I said, it's it, you, you can't go into a movie like this expecting The Godfather by any stretch. You know, you, you can hopefully get something, at, you know, like a Kodiak or something like that. But even there, you're, you, you know, you're probably, to a lot of people, this movie is probably going to be a lot more campy than something like that, than a serious uh, bear run amok film. So... Overall, I had a really good time with it. It gave me exactly what I wanted. A few laughs, a, a few kills, you know, an hour and 35 minutes of a good time in the theater. You don't have to wait long for everything to happen. I mean, you, you get action almost right from the opening scene. Actually, you do get action for, right from the opening scene. So, yeah, uh, good pacing. And like I said, no major revelations or story plot twists or anything like that. It's just the adventures of a bear on cocaine. So, you just take it, take it for what it is, and if it sounds like something that might be fun for you, I think you're going to have some fun with it. If it sounds stupid and ridiculous, then it's probably stupid and ridiculous to you, and you might not enjoy it. But overall, I had a really good time with it. Like I said, I kept my expectations low walking in, and I got pretty much exactly what I thought I was going to get. So I'm happy with it. All right, let's see if the happiness extends over to Dawn. What did you think of Cocaine Bear? Yeah, I'm right in line with this one. Uh, I had a blast with it. Uh, there's something really, really, really satisfying about just seeing the simple, no frills, down to worth, you know, just here's a premise. Let's just run wild with it and just see where we go. And 
it, yeah, it, it it was just a blast. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, just on you know uh, the. I, I I hate saying this because I, I am a fan, but it sounds like Asylum with a budget, and <laughs> it feels very much like one of those where it, this would be like the kind of film that they would make, but they would be you know they'd be scaled down, but it would be essentially this kind of a film. You get the premise very early on. You get a bunch of just utterly whacked up bizarre scenarios and setups and you you just have fun with it and you just go along and you just enjoy the ride and a, a lot of it is just exactly that you're not really getting anything deep you're not getting anything really meaningful you're not getting scares for the most part i mean this thing is just way too silly to be scary but uh, the one thing that i i do have an issue with is that i i do wish that they would have taken it just a tad bit more serious. And a lot of the attacks here kind of come off way too silly to be realistic. And I, I, I again, it's just, uh, as I'm saying it, it just, it sounds off, but if they would have taken the premise and gone silly with it, but kept the ideas serious, it would have probably been more fun and like I said, that just sounds weird when I say it, but yeah, it, it, there's just not much else here to say. Say it's just a you know a bear on coke running wild in the woods, slashing people to pieces, and a bunch of people having to come to the term that come to the realization that that's exactly what's happening. And yeah, yeah, um, I you know the action is there. A lot of the attacks are you know fun. There's a you know bit of gore. Um, probably even could have used some more, but I mean again, not really something to hold the film against. But you know pointing it out, and yeah, um, I you know fast paced, lots of action. You know the bear looks amazing. The kills are great. I, I don't have much uh, to complain about. I mean, like I said, uh, the one thing is that I, I really wish that, despite the silliness of the scenario, I really wish that they would have gone a little bit more serious with it. Not necessarily stop cracking jokes, but like at least kept what was going on serious to the point where they everything feels like it's a little bit more tense and you have a little bit more fear for who these characters are. But I mean, even that's not really worth holding the film down for. So yeah, I, I had fun with it. It's exactly the kind of film that I usually watch and I had a blast with. And, you know, a big budget version is, you know, something I don't really see that often because it's usually, you know, asylum level, cheap and cheesy, just, you know, let's just take this and go with it. So yeah, if you like those kinds of films, you're probably going to like this one, too. So, All right. Uh, yeah, for me, i pretty much there with you guys. Had lots of fun with this. It, it definitely gives off like the B-movie with the A budget. And not like a high A budget, but enough to where you can see the significant differences between... Compared like, to the usual B-movies that this, that this type of premise usually populates. Right. Like even like the the bear itself, like yes, it's CGI, but you could tell like there was actually some effort to make it look okay. Like there's obviously parts where, well, not parts, but you could just tell that like yeah, it's a CGI bear. But the stuff they had the bear doing in this, they you really had no choice. Um, now, like Don said, or, or maybe to piggyback off what Don said, this to me this is like a comedy first. So if if that turns some people off, I could see them not liking it because if they're thinking horror comedy, I would say it's more comedy horror. Like there's blood and gore and some of the kills are good. We do get like body parts kind of thrown around at, at, at certain points, but it's definitely a movie that wants to be funny first. And it makes sense because a movie like this, you're probably wanting to bring in like a crossover audience that want to see like a funny good time as well as like the bear killing people. So it makes sense. I, I, I got a kick out of most of the characters. I thought they were well-written. Um, I liked how, you know, it, when you have this many characters in a movie like this, it's obvious, like, well, some of them are going to be there for just fodder. But I felt even the characters that were there to die, they were still written well enough to where you were kind of interested to see in seeing, like, how they met their demise. Like, um, they still had something to do. They still had something significant in the story that led them kind of up into the forest. Um, I like how, you know, different um, groups of our characters that start off 
on their own kind of side arcs. Uh, they come and kind of verge uh, or merge together at certain points and then separate again. Um, so different people have different reasons to be in there, but I, I found most all of it interesting. Um, it's not, you know, overly long. It, it kind of gets you in and out. Uh, it's paced well. Like Venom said, it starts off pretty much uh, showing us what's up from the beginning, uh, getting into uh, the movie. I, I, I love the opening scene when the dude, um, I guess he was the uh, a cartel guy. He was throwing the duffel bags out of the plane, and when he goes to jump, he hits his head and just falls out. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot of negatives on this. Like, I, I can see why people out there won't like it as much as kind of we did, but, I mean, if you're in the mood to kind of, like, laugh and see some kills then I don't really see where the movie goes wrong in that in that sense. It's just I think it's just going to be a matter of if it's too silly for some people, but for me it wasn't. I, I kind of felt like with the name of the movie, Cocaine Bear, like if this movie would have been called something else to like maybe imply that it was like a serious animal attack movie, like a hard-edged horror movie, and then you get this, I would understand. But, I mean, the name of the movie is Cocaine Bear, so... It's like you're going you're going into it knowing exactly kind of like what the gimmick is, and you have to assume that it's going to be very funny, or at least they're going to attempt to. And luckily for me, like most of the funny stuff was written well, and I, I did laugh at it, even just sometimes when the characters are messing up at what they're trying to do, and sometimes fatal results. <laughs> in that matter, that, that uh, was kind of hilarious. But yeah, um, I would say go see it. It, it was funny. It, it delivered on what I was hoping. Uh, my One of my kind of apprehensions going in was like, okay, the trailer sets up something funny, but is it like not going to quite be um, as over the top or as funny as a trailer sets up? But I, I thought it delivered pretty well on what I was expecting. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I, I was a fan of Cocaine Bear. Uh, it was a good time at the theater. And I it was the crowd I was with or the theater was decently uh, attended and it seemed like everyone there was eating it up, like laughing and uh, finding it pretty funny and like ooing and on at like the kills and stuff. So that's always a good sign. Yeah. I, I did go back and watch the trailer and yeah, I thought they did a pretty good job with the trailer giving us exactly what to expect. You know, it's like I said, it's not high art, but it's also not an asylum film. So, you know, it's got that nice middle ground there where you've got some of the some of the funny aspects of something that the asylum might make. But then, like I said, you've got a little bit you've got a little bit of gore. You've got a little bit of decent CGI, some decent performances. I mean, we, we do have a couple of name actors in here in, in Carrie Russell and Ray Liotta. Rest in peace. I will say I don't know how I feel about the fact that the last time we're going to see Ray Liotta on film, he's intestines are being eaten by bear cubs <laughs> like as i'm looking at that scene i'm like i don't know how i feel about this because i love ray liotta ray liotta is one of my favorite actors ever and you know to to think that this is going to be his last frame of film ever is like oh okay but i mean he chose the film obviously it's not like he knew he was going to be checking out anytime soon but uh it definitely does look like he had a good time with it, too. You know, I mean, even though he's he's playing a hard ass throughout the entire thing, I just feel like he, it seems like he had a pretty good time making it. Right? I'd like to think that anyway, obviously. And they do give a nice little uh, memoriam there at the end of the film, uh, you know, a little in memory of uh, Ray Liotta message there at the end. So that was nice of him. But yeah, like I said, I mean, you can't really go into this movie expecting Citizen Kane, guys. Whether you see the trailer or not, all you need is the title, Cocaine Bear. I mean, what else is there? You know, so, you know, if if you if you actually uh, walk out of this theater disappointed at what you got, I just don't know what the hell you expected. You know, it's kind of like when I go into a an asylum film called the aquarium of the dead. You know, I'm not expecting the shining by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, I, I was satisfied. I had a great time with it. I will say my movie going experience was odd because I actually had people walk out of the theater, believe it or not. Uh, I had at least three total people, a pair of people walked out first and then a single person walked out about 10 minutes later. I'd say this was probably 
just before the halfway point of the film. So I don't know if these are people that have already seen the film and maybe just were killing time before they had something else to do, but literally three people walked out of the theater. So I don't know. I don't know if they take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, what the hell did you expect walking into cocaine bear on a Sunday afternoon? Come on. But yeah, I, you know, I think the consensus is pretty much there for the three of us. We had a good time with it. I, you know, whether you need to see it in theaters, I don't know. It's not like it's a cinematic masterpiece, as I've said. It does take place in the woods, so you've got some decent cinematography, yeah, but I don't think it's anything that's, you know, um, must-see film, uh, at least in the theater. I would recommend the film. I think it's a good time. I think it would be a really good time with a group of people, whether you go see it in the theater with a group or wait for a VOD release and watch it at home with your drunk idiot friends. I think it's a good, it's going to be a good time all around in my opinion. Yeah. It's interesting too, because you, you guys bring up asylum. It's like asylum's kind of been making these type of movies for what a decade now. And you wonder with like the success of cocaine bear, it's like, can asylum can, can like a parent company or an angel investor just hand them like an extra five, 10 million for like their next film. Cause like, I feel like, Asylum has the right idea. I don't like, know if, as, I, don't movies, know if I, would, like, hmm. I don't know if I would really want Asylum to go with a bigger budget. I think yeah. the magic with them is the fact that they're doing this at a tenth of the cost of the big budget ones. I I, I don't know what a big budget Asylum movie would look like because it would probably look like this. Yeah, exactly. I think part of the charm of an Asylum film is its cheesiness, both in yeah. its acting and in its, in its effects. I mean, it's it's just a campy good time if you're receptive to a campy good time. If you're not, then obviously stuff from the Asylum's not for you. But, you know, obviously Don and myself are up. We're always up for a good time. You know, we're always yeah. up to laugh at a movie. You know, I don't I don't have to watch something as serious as St. Maud every day of the week. I, I do enjoy having a good time with my film. And, yeah, I, I still had a really good time with this one well, regardless, you know. Well, see, one of the criticisms I heard, because I, I talked to obviously different circles of people and like a couple of folks said to me like they didn't like it because they felt this was a case of like, oh, you're making a bad movie on purpose. But I kind of disagree with them because I was like, I don't think it was a bad movie. Like if you, if you compare this to like, you know, the lesser versions of what this would be, where like the characters are bad, the writing's bad, the the yeah. kills are like just so late like just uh generic i was like to me this this had way better uh results in all those categories like i i even compared it to like something like snakes on a plane to me like a snakes on the plane i think that was way worse than this and that was more of a movie that was definitely trying to get by merely on the gimmick where this one obviously yeah the you're gonna get a bear on cocaine killing people like it has to deliver in that way but I still found like the actual like writing the jokes like like quality. Now is it like the funniest thing I've ever seen? Of course not. Like they're not gonna have the top comedy writers in like all of film and TV. But I didn't feel like this movie was purposely trying to be bad. It was just staying within the genre of like comedy. You know? No, absolutely. Like I said, I. I just really hope that people, you know, if if people decide to go see this movie, try to keep your expectations where they're supposed to be, folks. I mean, yes, Ray Liotta is in this. So, you know, you think Ray Liotta, you think Goodfellas, you think Oscar winning, but <laughs> Cocaine Bear is absolutely not that. So just curb your expectations and just have a good time. Just give yourself up to the film and just have a pretty good time with it. I, I think you'll know just from seeing the trailer, whether the movie interests you or not. You know, if, if the trailer doesn't make you chuckle at least a couple of times, then don't waste your time with the movie. But I mean, if, if, if the, if the trailer, at least the concept and the premise of what you're getting works for you, at least on a comedic level, then I recommend the film. I, I, I had a really good time with it. Yeah, this is definitely a case where the trailer's not trying to hide anything coy. Like it's it's not like the trailer's trying to show you a comedy and you're getting like a serious like no. If 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 you saw the trailer and you're like, "Oh, that looks interesting." That's uh exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. And if you saw the trailer and thought that looked stupid, that's exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, pretty much. 
And it's not a bad thing either, folks. I mean, you know, the three of us are all sitting here saying, hey, this, ain't, this isn't a great movie. I can't imagine it's going to be in my top ten at the end of the year, even though it's pretty high on my list right now. After only about, what, 30, 32 movies for 2023 thus far, but... Because of the I, way I do my list, it might be. But, I mean, if yeah. I was to do my overall one, I, I doubt it would be there. Exactly, exactly. We've, we've, we've got some pretty cool creature features coming later this year that I'm really looking forward to, too. So, you know, obviously it's early in the year, but, I again, for what for the time period, for, you know, maybe not the hottest time for genre fair, you know, January, February, beginning of the year, I thought we've had a couple of decent ones so far this year, and Cocaine Bear just kind of continues that streak for me. Yeah, kudos to Elizabeth. Thanks, too, because she was a director. Yeah, well, yeah. that's almost redeemed her from Charlie's Angels. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. I actually like Elizabeth Banks, I do. So. I'm, I'm happy to see that she's kind of playing around in the genre. So uh, I'm, I'm open to it. Uh, I'm down to watch her make... Uh, yeah, as I say in the chat here, you know, the next year's sequel will be PCP Panda. And then in 2025, we might get like Meth Monkey or something. I don't care. I, I just, I love this concept. Drug, drug-addled wild animals. I'm on board for this all day long. Give me one a year. Make it like the shark, the next Sharknado. Give me one a year and I'm a happy boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> since, that's, yeah. since that's gone away, I wouldn't mind that either. Right. Uh, you know, I, I, obviously, I don't know that they would always be theatrical releases because I would imagine it's going to be diminishing returns on this concept, depending on how often you do it. But I don't care. Put it on the sci-fi channel. I'm happy. <laughs> Though I wouldn't be surprised if we get one like rip off ones anyway, something from the there asylum. Is. There well, is. yeah. Well, was that Meth Gator, I think. Is that the yeah. name of it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meth Gator. Yeah. There's already one um, called Attack of the Meth Gator. Which, <laughs> yeah, See, um, this concept could go on for years. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. I mean, what else can we talk about? Obviously, I mean, like I uh, said, walk through. What's the point? Bear gets cocaine. Bear kills people. There's your movie. That's your walkthrough. It's really just a matter of who lives, who dies. You know, we we get we get some almost some. Um, Oh, what do you call it? Some redemption stories, you know, a couple of characters in the film that maybe start out as villains kind of end up being somewhat heroic characters, if not likable characters by the end of the movie. Obviously, Ray Liotta plays the boss, Sid, the whole the boss of this gang, who's obviously most concerned about all of this missing cocaine because he'll be on the he'll be on the line with the Colombians for this. I think they mentioned Colombians. I forget the country they mentioned. But yeah, yeah that, you know, right. And, so and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna say it sounds right. I mean, coming from you know, cocaine in South America, South America has got to be Colombia. I think I think there's only one non-bear kill in this, right? The the sheriff gets killed yeah. by Ray Liotta, <laughs> which was one of the funnier kills, actually. I, I mean, it is funny that there. Yes, there is a character in. Oh, the movie actually, two. Actually... You're right, two. The forest ranger chick kills the dude and. Ray Liotta snipes the one dude on the gazebo roof. Oh, the cop, right? I forgot about the cop. Yes, yes. Well, that that one wasn't accidental though. That one was a very intentional fuck you. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's that's a that's a drug lord killing a police investigator. So almost the most uh, the most obvious kill in the movie, but. Yeah, the park ranger accidentally killing one of those gang gang members, and I say gang very loosely. It's basically three stupid white kids. Who uh, I forget what they called themselves, the champs or something. I, I fucking forgot what they, they they had a stupid name, but basically they were the gang of this forest. Like these just three white kids who will attack average, you know, the average hiker, you know, steal their wallets, blah blah blah. But obviously, you know, once you actually get actual hardened like drug uh, criminals in the woods, these guys all look like bitches, literally. One of Ray Liotta's guys takes out all three of them in a bathroom fight. He does end up getting stabbed, but I mean, he takes out three stupid white kids in the fucking bathroom, which I thought was an, a very guilty pleasure scene for me. Just watching these three bullies. The fact that they walked into the bathroom, saw that guy standing there and still continued with their plan. I, I just thought it was fucking hysterical. Like, why would you not just turn around and say, yeah, you know what? Let's not fuck with this guy. He doesn't look happy. But, but nope. Yeah, I, 
<laughs> I, I like that they keep with the small town feel with all, most of the characters because that's exactly what it would be like. Like this is obviously like a little small mountain town where like they're more hoodlums than they are like gangsters. So probably they're used to just, Oh, we're going to scare like the touristy hikers up here that won't put up a fight and just give up their stuff. But then comes along like someone that's actually involved with something and they just get their asses whooped. Like that was, that was great. <laughs> I mean, if the guy had his gun on him, all three of them are dead. He just, he would just blow him away. It's just uh, by the grace of God, this guy doesn't have his gun on him. He left it in the truck. Cause these three kids, these three dumbasses. Well, yeah. yeah plus, he, <laughs> the other thing that saves him is he, he he needs them to help him guide him to the where the damn cocaine is too. Valid, yeah. And there's so many bags of cocaine, but everybody's so fixated on like one bag here and one bag there, and it's like it seems like he threw down like a good dozen to a dozen and a half of those big duffel bags full of cocaine. And throughout the well, movie, we're really only concentrating on a couple. <laughs> I was gonna say, Lord knows how much cocaine. If there's more cocaine, there can be more cocaine bears in the future. That is true. I mean, they even leave it open-ended at the end of the film. At the end of the film, we get a text crawl basically letting us know that none of the drugs were ever found. None of um, uh, Ray Liotta's coke was ever found, and that it's likely still out in the woods. And then we get, of course, that, uh, that finale scene where we see some tourists looking at said cocaine bear. It doesn't look like they're physically on cocaine at the moment, like they're just acting like normal bears. But then basically the scene ends with the bears looking directly into the camera, all three of them, Mama and her two cubs. And then, of course, you know, they make their angry face and they attack and that's the end of our film. So they do leave it open ended for sequels, be it more a co- more cocaine bear or maybe you know, cocaine elk or cocaine raccoon or, you know, whatever the hell other animals are in this forest. <laughs> yeah, I I would say that that wasn't an accident. And looking at, um, looking at the box office, it looks like it made $23 million in its opening weekend, which I'm sure surpassed its budget. So it should be looking like a win. So. I hope so, yeah. I mean, this is, the, this is the kind of movie that I'd like to see succeed in the theater. You know, it's just a silly little concept, a quick little movie, you know, nothing that you're going to talk about for years to come, but ultimately a good, fun time. I mean, this is one of the first Sundays with no football, so to be able to go to a theater and watch a fun movie like this one, I'm always down for, so. Yeah, keep them coming, Hollywood. Actually, <laughs> we'll taking our... <laughs> yeah, let me let me clarify. It looks like the budget it said made for about thirty five million. So it made a majority of that back opening weekend. But I that's probably only US box office too. I'm not sure if it opened uh internationally yet, but by if it if and when it does, it'll make its money back. Um Yeah, so easily. Funny. Yeah, I think so. I mean if it's already a past twenty million it should easily do another 10 next weekend. Usually you get about a 50 to 60 drop off a percentage drop off from week one to two. So I think, you know, if it's got a 35 million budget, I think it'll make its money back in two weeks, which is a good sign. Like I said, it's a good movie. It's a good movie to support. Um, It's a different concept, something that we don't always see in the theater. Just like, uh, just like Don said, usually when we get this kind of concept, it's usually a low budget, straight to VOD type film or straight to, you know, cable, whatever the case may be. So to be able to see something like this in theaters and actually have it turn out to be a pretty decent movie, uh, yeah, I, I, that's an absolute plus. So, I mean, I'm not sure what else we can even say about this movie. Like I said, our concept, our premise is so thin, but, you know, in execution, it, it turns out to be so great. You know, uh, as far as the kills go, I mean, yeah, dismemberment, some, dis, you know, a disembowelment here and there, one severed head. I think, I think we get one severed head as a film. Um, well, well, to me, to me, what Cocaine Bear shows is like the lesson that Maggie, maybe uh, Megan didn't get was like, don't be afraid to just make these schlocky movies like rated R and like add the extra like gore and blood to the kills now like in our in our episode on megan like i tried to lay out maybe a reason why that particular one they kept it or they cut it to pg-13 but like a movie like this it's like just don't be nervous like to to give us the gore give us 
the kills um, and just make it a fun time. And I think you kind of had to rate it hard, even for like the comedy, you know, because like they're the kids were cursing up a storm and like uh, (laughs) they didn't they really didn't even or they definitely didn't hold back much in this. Like obviously for for film fans like us, no, it's not like the most over the top thing we've ever seen, even for animal attack movies, but it was good enough. Uh, with the rated R rating that it's still delivered enough. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not sure what else we can really say about this one. My throat is starting to give out, but yeah, um, just again, I I recommend this one. I I think if you're a genre fan, I say go out and check it out. Like I said, it's probably not, you know, vital to see it in the theater, but I still say it's a really good time. Get your friends together, go check it out. Go check out a matinee. Or, you know, if you're more inclined to watch it at home, you know, wait for the VOD release, get some friends together and just have a good fucking time with it. Because I I think that's what this movie's made for. It's just made to have a good time watching it and, you know, get together with friends, laugh, have some beers, have some other stuff if you're inclined. But, yeah, I, I, I can't recommend it enough. I had a really good time with it. I might actually go check it out in theaters one more time before it leaves just because I did have a good time with it today. Yeah, it's it's a good point you make about a movie like this because I'm personally someone that doesn't mind like going to the movies by themselves, but I'm kind of glad that my theater had like a good amount of attendance for this uh, for the showing I went to because if if you can't be with your own friends and stuff, just being among people for a movie like this just enhances it because everyone's cracking up, everyone's getting into it. it as soon as the audience kind of realizes like what they're in for, which we've already kind of said you should have known by the trailer, but in the case that maybe some people didn't even see the trailer, they just heard the name of the movie, you know, about 10, 15 minutes in, you, you realize what kind of movie you're going to get. And as long as you're on board for that, it's just a nonstop good time. Yeah. And thank you filmmakers for not make me, making me watch a bear die on film too. Cause that was one of my concerns going in. That, you know, we were going to get this big climax with a bunch of hunters to, to all, you know, bring the bear down or something. And, you know, I, I, I've made this point on Creature Comforts before how I rarely look at the creature as a true villain. Yes, they are the antagonists. They are, you know, causing the struggle that the protagonists are going through. But 99% of the time, they're just acting the way they're supposed to. Monsters act like monsters. That's what they do. Bears act like bears. Obviously, this is a special exception because the bear is coked up out of its mind, but um, I still applaud the filmmaker's choice to not have to make me watch a bear, you know, or or more than one bear, for that matter, get whacked at the end of the movie. So, yeah, kudos to the filmmakers there. <laughs> it's it's funny you bring that up because once they, introduced the, once they introduced the cubs, I was like, okay, well, now that we have two cubs that already justifies if they were ever to make a sequel, like we have other bears. So I was like, Oh, yep. does that mean <laughs> that the mama bear is going to get taken out because we still have a, uh, a direct link to the first one? Should they make a sequel now? But luckily for the animal lovers, even the animal lovers <laughs> of what computer generated animals, um, no bear death. There actually is an actor in the, there is an actor credit for the bear. So at some points there must have been a guy in a suit. Maybe motion maybe somebody. Uh, it could motion have been mocap, yeah, yeah, or or maybe just yeah, some I... far away shots type thing. But yeah, the bear does actually have a human actor credit for whatever that's worth. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> there, there could have been a scene or two like the one where the bear does the cocaine and it's on his back, kind of sliding backwards. Like maybe there's a human in there. Or maybe you have to kind of the... comb over it with your. Or maybe it was the um the 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 wrestling sequence with the um hunters. Potentially, yes. That, that, yeah. That'd be really hard to do with CGI. There had to be some kind of practical thing that they were wrestling with. Yeah. That that could probably be the scene, or maybe it was like I said, uh, you know, motion capture or something like that, just as like a baseline to work with. Yep. Yep. I mean, if we're talking actual sequences, I think the wrestling match would probably be the most lock- likely choice. But exactly. I mean, unless we get, you know, unless they do like behind the scenes thing on the Blu-ray, I don't I can't say for sure at this point. Yep. Well, folks, I don't know what else to say about it. I loved it. I think we've uh, pretty much discussed everything I liked about it. We didn't go over every single kill. But like I said, it's a bear. They're, they chop, they bite, they slash. 
What do you, you know? You, you kind of yeah, know. there's uh, <laughs> there's not much plot points to go over or story, so that's why we kind of I think it was a good decision just kind of throw one big segment instead of separate it yeah. out. There wasn't really much need to. There's not many surprises. Like you you can pretty much tell from the beginning which characters are kind of meant to make it to the end and which ones aren't. Um, uh, so yeah, the way it kind of plays out, like yeah, I kind of expected these people to survive. So um, yeah, that's true. But and, yeah, uh, and even for a silly little movie, I know, like you know, one of my biggest issues is just like shitty characters and just a bunch of just bad characters that I don't want to support in this movie. You you get some bad characters, you know, you get the guilty pleasure kills, but then you get some actual decent characters, some halfway intelligent characters, people that you actually want to get behind and see survive, you know, and, and then of course Ray Liotta as you know the the main human baddie of the film, and you know Ray always does a great job playing villains, so yeah, I, I can't recommend the movie enough, honestly. I yeah, I say check it out, even if you don't do it in theaters, check it out, you know, um, soon, sooner than later. Because it's a fun ass time. Yeah, and I, I'd say that's like uh, when you're talking about like the characters, and I'm actually being written to like somewhat care about like yeah. their arc and how they turn out. I think that's a credit to like actually having a uh, this type of movie with like this type of budget in Hollywood. Like you, you probably get that like a higher tier of like writing where if this was like you know lesser studios they might have similar characters but they're just so dumb or hollow that you just don't care about anyone really but in this one i i felt like they were written enough like obviously they're not like three-dimensional super dynamic characters but they're written well enough to where you're kind of invested in like what's going on yeah i just looked up uh, the writer of this film uh jimmy warden the only other credit he has for writing is the babysitter and which I, I think is a movie that we all enjoyed. Interesting, yeah. Hmm. So there is some pedigree there, you know, <laughs> for this film. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Good job. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, if that's going to wrap it up on Cocaine Bear, uh, I guess we will uh, discuss what we've been uh, up to. I'm guessing me and Venom don't have a whole lot, but Venom, I'll kick to you just in case there was something that released since we last recorded. So do you got anything new? I have nothing released. I am still in the process of editing um, Creature Comforts episode 15. I'm just about done just putting the final touches on that. That will be out, I would say, within a couple of days of you guys listening to this episode, Creature Comforts 15 will be out where we looked at 1957's The Monster That Challenged the World. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Obviously, as I said, I've been fighting COVID the last two weeks. And um, even though we did get an episode of Fresh Cuts out two weeks ago, if you guys remember, I was not in very good shape for that one. I'm in a little better shape now. I am definitely on the mend. So, you know, uh, main look out for the main show, episode 50, coming soon now that I'm healthy. Because, you know, again, that show has been postponed because of my COVID but, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to going back to a normal podcasting schedule again. Crystal Lake Gift Shop, you know, we'll get episode four out sometime uh, in March. So, yeah, um, but, but not much from, from me right now, unfortunately. Just uh, lots of fluids and antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I feel like by the time we record the main show, we're going to have to do, like, a whole show on itself for what we watched. Because I keep <laughs> – I have, like – I have, like, my episode kind of, like, itinerary list – and the section on it that I would list off the stuff I watch, it like I keep having to squeeze in another movie title in like the small space I have designated for it. <laughs> so I start crossing stuff off like ah, that was like a month ago I watched. So I, I need to go with newer stuff. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Should be coming soon. Um, we, we've almost oh. recorded it a couple times. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's on me for the last couple of weeks. But uh, I did also want to give one update that maybe some people nobody's really looking for. Um, I did check out Megan, the unrated cut. And I have to say that I do enjoy Megan a little bit more with the unrated. I know I, I, I didn't give it the most glowing review. I did enjoy Megan in the theaters. But after watching it this weekend unrated, this is what we should have gotten in theaters back in January. This was fun. This was guilty pleasure. It was gory. The kills meant so much more because they were so much more painful. 
uh, especially the kid, the kid kill at the beginning, like the very first kill, not at the beginning, but the first kill of the movie, Megan's first kill, so much more satisfying in the unrated version. So, um, well, if, if you're on the fence, the one, is her first kill the one where the kid gets tossed in front of the car, or is there one before that? I thought it was that one, right? I thought it was the kid with the car. I mean, it, the dog, yeah, maybe. I think the dog I, was the only thing oh, before okay. the kid, but the first human kill, I guess I should say. Right, right. Um, since the dog was so, kind of off screen. Like, but so yeah, it's so it, much more satisfying. Is the, uh, <laughs> the unrated kind of, is it mostly like extended scenes as opposed to like deleted stuff? Yeah, like there's no actual scenes, deleted I mean? scenes. No, no. It's it's literally just the kills are a little bit more expanded. Ronnie Cheng's death okay. is a little bit bloodier. Um, the the kid in the elevator, his I mean, you actually see what happens to him. You don't see what happens to him in the PG thirteen version. Just basically every kill in the movie is just a little bit juicier. I mean, I think the runtime is literally only like a minute and a half longer than the than the theatrical. So it's just yeah, just some ex, some extra blood here and there. But for whatever it's worth, that made the movie a little bit more fun for me. You know, just throwing out that little because that you know a horror comedy because you know I know Megan. It's kind of hard to label it horror comedy though. It does have its whimsical moments. So I feel like a little bit more over-the-top gore would help it. And and here we are reviewing Cocaine Bear, where they did go ahead and, you know, have some fun with the gore and blood and whatnot, and I think it worked. So, yeah. So yeah. if you haven't well, seen I, the theatrical Megan, check out the unrated. I was going to say, a big difference is, like, Cocaine Bear, I 100% guarantee we're supposed to be laughing. Megan, I just wasn't – I was laughing, but I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'll kick it over to Don. Um, what do you got new, Don? Yeah, um, so my uh, last two episodes of uh, Horror Countdown, because there's been a uh, week hiatus. Uh, first off, I had one where we looked at ten films that need sequels and why they do. So uh, basically, you know, films that either stopped a <clears throat> stopped a franchise cold and never really carried on, or Films that just, you know, we never really got any kind of follow-up or any, you know, a- extra enhancement in the universe that uh, we, we desperately wanted. And uh, the latest episode is one where we looked at ten films that we want to see remade. So we answered the age-old question, what films do we want to see uh, get an update and reboot? So uh, both of those are uh, currently available. I have two guest spots coming up. Um, one is recorded but i don't know um the release date and then one is to be recorded and i don't know when uh, we're getting together but we um we've got um all the plans uh worked out for that uh the recorded one is a show called road to nowhere um this was uh one that i talked about for a couple of times and uh it was pushed back, and we finally got it together. Uh, this is uh, me talking with a friend of mine about three Lucio Fulci films, and uh, it was an absolute blast. I really enjoyed it, and uh, definitely looking forward to that. But again, I don't know the release date, so um, I may be hyping this one for a while. I don't know, but I mean, I'll definitely let you guys know. And uh, the one that's upcoming is I am returning to uh, the horror returns to do a special March Madness on elevated horror, which should be fun because I'm not really a fan of a lot of the films. And uh, that should be interesting because I'm going to talk smack on all kinds of popular genre fare from the last uh, decade or so. So uh, if you want to see me get canceled, I am definitely going to let you guys know about that. But uh, yeah, other than that, Oh, yeah. Um, I, I know the films we're going to be talking about, and I hate most of them. So uh, <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> but, yeah, nice. yeah, that is going to be recorded soon. But other than that, um, I, I don't have uh, much else. So just uh, those two. Cool. All right. Yeah, and then as far as I go, pretty much uh, in the same boat as Venom, nothing new. But uh, it looks like, you know, the main show will probably be recorded soon. I'm sure we'll get an episode of Crystal at Gift Shop sometime in the next two, three weeks. And, uh, yeah, Uh, as far as next week, I don't – well, there are, like, limited stuff uh, releasing. My only hope and wish is that we avoid the Children of the Corn remake because, man, it – 
I know you guys. Well, I know Venom doesn't watch trailers, but man, <laughs> that trailer that trailer gave me about zero hope that it's gonna oh, be. No. It was like Firestarter remake bad level. Time. Oh, Jesus! Now the now I will say like I I did read enough to know that the the remake is not like a straight remake of like the original story. Apparently, it's its own thing, but that still doesn't give me any hope based on what I've seen of it so far. So so they're going to actually forget the book and actually do something interesting with the concept for once? <laughs> I don't know if I'd say interesting. I'd say different, but the, the trailer really doesn't give away enough to say what they're doing. It just, it looks like, it looks like one of those theatrical movies where it's like cheaply made. Like, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to explain. Like, I don't want to go over the whole trailer, but uh, it just doesn't give me much hope. Is but it more um, a Texas Chainsaw remake or more? I would say like Firestarter remake. <laughs> oh god, that was terrible too. I don't think I finished that. Thank God we didn't do it for the show because I didn't finish it. I, I hated it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the last twenty minutes um, is actually my favorite part of that. But... Oh really? Yeah, I completely missed that. I think I stopped with like a half hour left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, the, my, for me, the the best part of that was the final twenty minutes. But uh, if you've seen the original, you've already seen what they do here. So. Yeah, I figured. Hard yeah, to top George but Scott. For, yeah, fortunately, a ton of VOD stuff has released in the past like two to three weeks, so we have plenty to choose from, and we will make a choice probably in the next few days for our next episode, and then after that, I believe is Scream, right? Because that's yeah, that's the tenth. Yes, the tenth. Yep. So I'm sure Lacey uh, will see it on the ninth. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Fresh Cuts. Uh, thank you uh, for coming back and listening to our episode on Cocaine Bear. We will catch you in a week's time with a new episode. So until then, let's say bye to our listeners. Later. Keep your bears in the forest and your cocaine in the city, please. <laughs> Peace.